Hey folks, welcome back to the Water Cooler. We're going to be hitting you with a shorter episode this week since we're kind of in the dead part of the sports year. Baseball is in the middle of the season, basketball's free agency, and the NFL is still in the preseason. But without further ado, here's Blake with the performance of the day. So the performance of the day was actually just the other day when the Braves played the Miami Marlins. Freddie Freeman became the first Atlanta Brave player to ever hit for the cycle twice, and he only needed six innings to do it. Uh, you, if you guys know Freddie Freeman, triples aren't his thing. If he hits a triple, there's an 8% chance of him getting a cycle. I look, I did all like the math and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, which is pretty high, if you ask me. That's kind of crazy to think Hank Aaron never got the cycle twice. Well, Freddie Freeman's built different, so. Okay, easy now. <laughs> I don't know if I've asked you this before, but where's Freddie Freeman on your all-time Braves list? Third. Well, right. hitters, hitters. Out of the hitters, yeah. He's third. I, off the top of my head, I can argue that I would... I guess Eddie Matthews or I guess Dale Murphy. It'd be would be Eddie Matthews and Dale Murphy would be the only two you can put over him. But well, obviously Hank Aaron and Chipper are one and two. Right. So. Yes, that goes without saying. I feel like, and I think we both know who number one is. Yeah, Hank Aaron. Yeah. 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 So. All right, glad to be here on something. <laughs> and uh, just apologies if you listen to this and I sound like a chain smoker. This 30 minutes walking to class every day, all these allergies is killing my throat. Don't let him fool you. He's actually smoking a pack of darts a day. I'm smoking as we speak. <laughs> Barbo Reds only. As far as the NBA goes, really only two big topics to get into this week. Russell Westbrook was voted in a ranking, I think ESPN did it, the 10th best point guard in the league. And that just is ridiculous to me. Like, if you, I'm trying to, th- I can't even think of 10 point guards who, like, even if you're like a Westbrook hater that you could put over him. Like, he's like, I don't know, maybe seventh at worst. I can't name five point guards that are better than Westbrook. To me, if you, last season, sure, he didn't score as much as he usually did, but we act like 22, 23 points is low now. Like, that's actually really high if you think about it. And also the fact that he's having almost 12 assists and 12 rebounds per game last season. The guy averages, he had 38 triple-doubles last year, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that you can say confidently there's nine other point guards that are better than him, that just shows you the chip he's going to carry out onto the shoulder into the season. And the only two I can definitively like say, yeah, they're probably better than him, Steph and Dane. Right. If you want to argue Chris Paul or like Kyrie or even Kimball Walker, like, I'll listen, I don't agree. But <laughs> if I, someone said Kimball is better than Russell Westbrook, I would actually I think just start, I would laugh uncontrollably. I, I don't I think if you're making that argument, it's based off of like a, what a point what you want in a point guard. Right, yeah. Like somebody who's got a good basketball IQ. Which, as much as I love Ross, like, he doesn't always have the best decision-making capabilities, to put it lightly. Like, other than that, though, yeah, there's not nine point guards better than Russ. No, no shot. I mean, Russell Westbrook has been doing this for so long, and... I, Aren't, people it, are taking him for granted. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people are saying, you know, he's getting worse with age, but if anything, I like you said, the IQ, yeah, he kind of runs around wild sometimes, you know, but as he's gotten older, it's, he's kind of calmed down a little bit. He reminds me of a bull in a china shop. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best analogy. And the only other yeah, basketball news, Elmer Fudd is now the Mavericks assistant coach, a.k.a. Jared Dudley. I was like, Elmer Fudd? They, they missed an opportunity not <laughs> casting Jared Dudley as Elmer Fudd in Space Jam. I know. I heard LeBron was upset about him leaving. LeBron's upset about everything, let's be honest. He was though. dropping F-bombs. And yeah, LeBron... Over been, Jared Dudley? Yeah. Jesus. He said, Jared... He said something basically like, Jared Dudley's leaving. F me, man. This hurts. I guarantee guarantee you, like, 
I don't obviously we're not in the locker room and all that stuff, but I feel like LeBron either shows a lot of love or a lot of hate when it's too late. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like I, like I guarantee you, Jared Dudley like read that and was like, I didn't know he felt that about me. Yeah, I mean, I really like. From what I've heard, Jared Dudley was more of like a coach for the Lakers, anyways. Right. So yeah. I mean, it makes sense he would just quit playing. He averaged probably what seven points a game last year. Yeah, I don't so have no that, idea, man. Like, yeah, it's more of, like, a culture thing than, like, LeBron actually upset for something they're losing on the court. But, yeah, he has also been complaining way too much on Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy, but um, I don't really know. So, do you follow LeBron on Twitter? Yeah, I do. Sometimes, I mean, it's it's actually kind of entertaining. He, like, shouts other athletes out, which is pretty cool. Um, some things he says, I mean, it's just, like, uncalled for, I guess. Like, I, I love a lot of things that he does yeah. do, don't get me wrong, but some of the stuff he just says is just unnecessary. Like, no one needs to hear that. There's no good for it. I don't know. That's yeah. just me. Also, I was thinking, too, it kind of made you realize just, like, kind of how far LeBron's fallen. Because he's gotten this type of criticism his whole career. And it's one of those things where if you're confident in yourself, and, like, you don't respond unless the criticism, like, hits a nerve. You know, so like whatever they're saying about him this season, you know, like you're too old, Wash King, like he must be feeling it pretty hard to be able to like respond now as when he hasn't been these last like couple years. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But um, LeBron definitely has one of the largest social media followings and he has one of the biggest influences. I mean, even our roommate can attest, right, Evan? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, is that, I think, like, Ronaldo has the most Instagram followers of any athlete, unless you count The Rock. I do not count The Rock as an athlete. He played for Miami football. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a current athlete. I mean, back up to Warren Sapp. It's Warren Sapp, yeah. Well, he got there. He was there one year, and then the next year, that's when Warren Sapp came, and that's when The Rock didn't even have a chance to play. So. Yeah, poor Rocky. Poor Rocky. I think he's doing pretty good for himself, though. I'd say. Probably better than Warren Sapp is now, honestly. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> a lot more money, I'd imagine, unless Warren Sapp just has some crazy investments that is that he doesn't not flex. public knowledge. Yeah, it's just not public knowledge. Uh, well, on to the NFL. There's been some interesting developments with the starting quarterback spots on a couple teams, intruding Trevor Lawrence officially getting the Jaguar spot. Yeah, my boy Minshew, he was really toughing it out and trying to fight as hard as he could. I feel for him. I want him to get traded somewhere. Honestly, I'd like to see him in the Colts. Mm-hmm. I think Carson Wentz is a joke. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sorry. I mean, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. They, you can argue that they wouldn't have gotten there without Carson Wentz yet. And Eagles O-line was absolutely terrible. You can say all that stuff. Carson Wentz, he may be good, but only when he's in the perfect situation. Yeah. And to me, that's what separates good and great. I will say about that Eagles Super Bowl too, like the Patriots should have had that one. If Brady, the only, the most unclutched thing I've ever seen Tom Brady do, he turned into Butterfingers. <laughs> do you remember the play I'm talking about? No, no, it's on my head. You know my memory, man. That's true. I didn't, I didn't, Super Bowls, you would think those would stick out. Somebody like passed it to Tom Brady. And it was like wide open, like perfect pass, and he just like he had hands on it and just fumbled it. Uh, it was pathetic. If yeah. we ever have Bronner on here, we're gonna have to have him talk about yeah, that. Definitely, to definitely. But um, there was also another uh, quarterback job that was announced today, and that was Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. And this comes to a shock to many, 
Drew Locke was the last season starter for the Broncos. I thought he played decently, but obviously John Elway felt that they could be doing better. And grabbing Teddy Bridgewater was really great. I think Teddy's a great quarterback. He's had a long run with injuries. He's definitely, he's he's honestly, him and Alex Smith are kind of like the Derrick Rose of basketball, if you guys don't know who that is. Don't get me wrong, the Teddy Bridgewater never has been and never probably will be on an MVP level, so it's not as big as Derrick Rose, but he's went through a lot of struggles with his injuries. And for Teddy to win this spot, I love it. It's awesome. It just shows what you can do. You know, I didn't know till just now that John Elway was the Broncos. Is he GM? Yeah, he's the GM. That's why That's why when we were talking uh, a while ago about Aaron Rodgers, I wanted him to go to the Broncos really bad. I just feel like that's a really good situation for him. And also my other reason was the altitude. He's yeah. uh, the king of Hail Marys. And I think if if he played in Denver, he could actually throw a 90-yard in the air Hail Mary easily. So. Do you have uh, Rodgers over LA? All time? Yeah. Wow. Um we're going to have to talk about that on another episode because I have to gather my thoughts. <laughs> uh, just quality, I would say he probably is better than Aaron Rodgers, career-wise. On, on, the, on, the, on the field, like attribute-wise, I think Aaron Rodgers is more skillful than John Elway. If you want to get to greatness and accolades and all yeah. that, that's where well, that's yeah. what the argument can I, I would agree with that. It's if I'm like, like drafting a team from scratch, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But I'm I mean, also probably picking Aaron Rodgers over any other quarterback. Like, I'm probably picking over him over Patrick Mahomes. Okay, maybe not Pat, but I'm going to pick him over Tom Brady to start a franchise. If, I don't know, Tom Brady, he's just got that clutch gene that goes a long way. Don't get me wrong, he has a gene, but for me, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, he could, he's more versatile in his play type. I feel like he can play more schemes than Tom Brady can, if that makes sense. I feel like Aaron Rodgers can adjust depending on who's around him. Granted, he hasn't had many people around him because Green Bay sucks. As whoever that GM is, he needs to be fired. All 40 of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers was starting quarterback, they never drafted a skill position to help him out in the first round, which is ridiculous. And yet they drafted a quarterback. So I'm sure you and Levi talked about that. But I just I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. But Tom Brady always kind of had like that same system. Because there was that one year that Tom Brady was hurt. I think it was 2008. Yeah. They had Matt Castle. And filling in for him, Matt Castle excelled, and people were saying Tom Brady's a system quarterback. But then when he won the Super Bowl this year in Tampa, you can just say that Tom Brady—he's just the goat, which he is. To me, that was like the ultimate victory lap for any like I've never seen an athlete silence just about any criticism you could possibly have of him. Because only knocks against Brady going into last year, system quarterback can't win without Bill Belichick, and he erased like you can't really throw any rocks at him now. Yeah. Unless you're just being petty. Yeah, speaking of system quarterbacks under Bill Belichick, who do you have Cam or Mac to start in week one? I would take Cam. To me, I think you start Cam Newton until it's just like your team can't get any work. Then you put in Mac Jones. Because if you like put Mac Jones in to start, then it's just going to be a running dialogue. Well, if Cam was in right now, they'd be doing this or that. You have to let Cam try and fail first. And then that's when you plug in Mac. All right, yeah. If you guys have been keeping up the past few days, uh, Cam Newton has been sitting out for has to sit out five days, probably only a couple more days now due to COVID protocols. But Jeff Howe, he's one of the beat reporters for the Patriots under the Athletic. He tweeted out just this morning. He said Mac Jones just threw back-to-back touchdowns, and it's 21 of 23 so far. 
in practice against the Giants' starting defense. He's completed 14 consecutive passes. Jones Street granted eight consecutive completions before he faced pressure and had a ball tipped at the line. Very impressive morning for the rookie. I'd say so. But like you said, Mac Jones is kind of in the same seat, I think, as Justin Fields. I don't think Justin Fields or Mac Jones, I, they're pro even though they may be the best quarterback mm -hmm. on the roster, more of an argument for the Patriots rather than the Bears. Because if you think Andy Dalton's better than Justin Fields, you need to check yourself into an asylum. Anyways, so Mac Jones, I think he should just sit back a few weeks, take it all in, knowing Cam Newton might get hurt or get yeah. COVID, one of the two, wait for his opportunity and that's where he can excel. But Cam Newton, no, even as an Alabama fan, no hate to him. The guy's a competitor. He's an NFL MVP for a reason. I think Mac Jones needs to sit back and just let him do his yeah. thing for a little bit. How do you think Cam would do this year? I think Cam will do solid. I mean, now that he's been under the Patriots playbook for a while, I mean, you have to remember, before Cam got COVID last year, he was doing amazing, yeah. absolutely wonderful. So. If he does that again this year and with the new weapons, because the Patriots definitely had some additions that were just crazy. They had Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry at the tight end position. A couple of receivers. Who uh, who they have? Um, Kendrick Bourne. I think there was one other guy. I don't know off the top of my head. No but, idea. <laughs> and anyways, they had some weapons added. But, yeah, with that, I think Cam Newton will do really well. If he Cam Newton plays, I just it's it's Cam's job to lose. That's yeah. what how I see it right now. You know, Levi got to go to a bar with Justin Fields one time in Athens. I yeah. imagine that's awesome. You, I can't believe like Justin Fields that we chose or Georgia chose Jake Fromm over him. I get like, it. In hindsight, that's not good. Not I get it. Take. It kind of, it's kind of weird though to me because people always call UGA Alabama 2.0 and all that stuff. You know. And we went from Jalen Hurts, who won SEC Freshman of the Year, to Tua. And that was really hard because Tua was obviously the younger guy. And it's really hard to go from your older guy, who has already the team around him and everything, as the captain, to a younger guy. And But that's why Nick Saban's the GOAT. He makes us hard decisions. And that's why Kirby's not anywhere going to be remotely near that point where Nick Saban is, because he made the wrong decision. I'm sure he looks back at it, and I'm sure he doesn't regret it because Georgia was still good coach, under Fromm, But on that level, you can't really look too much on like mess ups that you had in the past. Like, right? I can't. bet Pete Carroll probably doesn't even think about that Super Bowl, like the should he have passed it off to Marshawn Lynch, that whole thing. Like, shit. If there's any, <laughs> if there's any play in football history that I'd regret, it'd be that one. Cause I, I, I would, but. Yeah. I think I bet he doesn't think about it that much. I was actually uh, listening to a podcast with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay was on it, and Kyle Shanahan was talking about how he still thinks about the second half of the Super Bowl to this day. Yeah, I mean, when you make you don't make it to that spot often, and I mean, when you lose like that, you got it's got to haunt you. The Falcons and the Seahawks. I don't know which would be more painful. Like being a Seahawks fan or a Falcons fan? In that Definitely a Falcons fan because at least the Seahawks won something. Uh, Falcons fan just had false hope, man. I mean, like, in, in a vacuum, like, what, what hurts more? Being this close and blowing it on one play or being ahead and blowing it, like, throughout an entire oh, half? Being ahead because you're already celebrating, you're having a good time. At least you know how clutch that opposing team is when you're the Seahawks, that you're just sitting on the edge of the seat. You know it can go. You're ready for it to go either way. When you're, because I remember sitting in my best friend's basement that night, 
and just watching everything go down the halftime show right everything yeah. was just it was great vibes and then by the end of regulation i wanted to die so was this falcons game or the oh super yeah the super bowl yeah Dude, I actually, I called it a halftime. It was like 28-3. I said, yeah, we're going to blow it somehow. And sure enough, we did. All right, man. This is what I'm going to need you to do. I need you to go inside your room, grab as many clothes as possible, put them into <laughs> a bag, and get the hell out of our apartment because I hate you now. You jinxed it. But hey, I just know Atlanta sports too well. Even before that, we were chokers. Always have been, probably always will be. Honestly. The Braves are going to be, the, if anyone's going to win a world championship next, it'd be the Braves. The Hawks might could do it before. Maybe. Maybe. Injuries would have to But happen. the way I see it, we got a lot of years left of Trey Young. I see him staying in Atlanta for a long time, right? Freddie is sadly getting up there in age. He's, I mean, Votto's up there in age right now, and he's still playing lights out. He's had like 17, 18 home runs since he also had brick. But Freddie right now, with his age, I mean, we got like, a limited amount of prime years left, so we have to win a World Series in that time frame. That's why I'm saying I'm thinking we're going to yeah. win one with the Braves sooner. Well, that's if they like try to win one with Freddie. They could just kind of try to start building around Acuna and kind of not worry about Freddie right now. Kind of like what the Warriors are doing with Steph and Wiseman. I feel like they're looking at their window as when Wiseman's in his prime and not so much. Like, Steph's got two or three years left. We need to win now. Hey, man, well, the way I say it, the Warriors are thinking, though, Steph has at least four years left due to that extension, you know, so. But how many of those are prime? Who knows? Because you have I mean, to think about it. We, well, last season when he played that well, we didn't think what was going to happen. Yeah, like you said, he's a shooter. And people were worried about Clay so much, like, He's a shooter. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. I mean, if anyone's going to last longer, it's going to be Clay over Steph. Yeah. Well, Steph's also got the ankle problem, which it hasn't been as much of a deal lately, but it's still something you got to keep in the back of your mind. There was a Twitter video of him the other day. I think KD subtweeted it. It was funny because, you know, if you guys follow KD on Twitter, it's just funny. But um, he was nailing some shots from the corner, obviously catch-and-shoot drills, but I think he's... I think the Warriors will have a good year. I think they'll be, like I said, fourth or fifth seed. I, I think James Wiseman is going to have a year that no one expects. Yeah, I mean, maybe. There should be enough distractions offensively to open him up a good bit. I think that about covers everything going on in sports this week, so we enjoyed it, and we'll see you all next time. Adios, guys.